Hello, and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune in to any and all of my podcast episodes. So let's dive right in. Today I have a very, very special guest, a friend of mine, a male therapist, just to add a little bit more perspective to my podcast. I'm sure y'all are sick of just hearing my voice and Fernando's with his controversy. And so I am bringing in Ben. He is a male therapist and I am just gonna ask him some questions so that we can get to know him better and we will go from there. Okay, so Ben, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Okay, so um, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about what your degree is in, what your concentration is in? I specialize in marriage and family therapy. Um, Although I work with most populations, I did my internship with dual diagnosis, substance abuse, schizophrenia, bipolar, whatever you want to call it. Um, But my specialty is marriage and family therapy. I specialize in dealing with men's issues as well, and I'm certified in trauma therapy. Wow. Thank you for that information, Ben. Do you have a population that you prefer to work with? I prefer to work with uh, relationships. For some reason, it just comes natural to me. Um, I like to play off uh, the the two spirits in the room, the dueling opinions, um, the body language, the side looks, the size, all of that is is very, uh, it tells a story and I like to play off of that and and it tends to work. Awesome. Have you ever felt when interviewing a couple and, and providing them with services, have you ever felt any transference or any counter-transference? Um, I would have to say yeah, because a lot of relationships, although they, they're, they're unique to individuals, we all go through the same up and ups and downs. Um, the arguments, the, the good times, they're all, even though they're unique to the people, they're similar in that, you know, if it's the holidays, it could be a good thing for some, a bad thing for others. If it's Valentine's Day, it's the same thing. So of course, you know, I'll feel, I'll I'll see my own experiences being told back to me, which is kind of weird, but you know, I'll I'll give the opinion based on the people in front of me, not my opinion necessarily. Got you. Um, You mentioned the holidays. Do you think this is a particularly difficult time for people? Definitely, and especially this year. Um, This year has been challenging for obvious reasons. Um, We just went through Thanksgiving where a lot of families were told to not congregate. Uh, Many listened, many didn't. I know of personal uh, relationships, people that I know that were affected by the virus because of Thanksgiving. Um, So I think that those people will be impacted more because now they're less likely to get together for Christmas. Um, so right. the holidays with the time change, with it getting darker, um, people are lonelier, and this year especially. So definitely the holidays for a lot of people is not a joyous occasion as we would like it to be. Right, thank you for that information. It really has been a difficult time, especially um, when a lot of people are being affected by COVID in one way or the other, whether that's financially, uh, physically, because some people have contracted COVID, um, or family members that have contracted it, um, or just mentally, mental health issues are on the rise. Have you actually heard, Ben, that a lot of people, a lot of couples are divorcing or breaking up 
as a result of having so much time to spend together um, due to the lockdowns in certain cities and certain areas. Definitely. Um, a lot of couples, whether they like it or not, whether they admit, it, admit to it or not, their work is their getaway, um, whether it's purposeful or not. So for example, working from home, if one of the couple is working from home, that tends to be fine. Now when the second person also works from home, now you don't have that getaway, you don't have that coping, you don't have those friends, you don't have the alone time away from home, and you're forced to deal with things that you have been avoiding, quite frankly. So when you're forced, when you're thrust into that situation, you're not prepared. And so you're not gonna do your best at dealing with it. And in my field, it's usually couples look for a marriage and family therapist or relationship counseling when the relationship is already over. Um, wow. And that's their last ditch effort. And it's too late, quite so frankly. Would you recommend couples counseling for anyone, even people that are not having any specific set of issues, just as a preventative measure? I would definitely, not only because I provide those services, but <laughs> because in every relationship, there are issues that we're going to find uncomfortable. So whether it's a communication issue, which 85% of couples suffer from communication issues because yeah. we're different individuals, we have different upbringings, yeah. different cultures, different time, different age, et cetera, et cetera. We speak different and we expect to be heard different. Right. So we need somebody who can translate that in an impartial manner. Yeah. And that can only help. So if you're serious about your relationship, whether it's dating and you've been together for a year, you want to know if this is what it is moving forward, I do suggest uh, relationship counseling because it can only help. Or it can also prove to be, well, you know what? Maybe this is not the one for me. And you can, for lack of a better term, stop wasting your time and just move on. I've actually heard that some people go to couples counseling also to um, so that the counselor can actually facilitate a peaceful breakup. Is that true? Honestly, I haven't heard that. It, it would make sense, but I haven't heard that. Um, again, like I just mentioned, in counseling, a lot of things come out that maybe you didn't realize, you didn't understand what your partner was trying to tell you, you didn't understand um, their point of view, you wouldn't take it seriously. So in counseling, you will be confronted with that, and that could bring about that breakup. So. Yeah, I can see that happening where the counselor inadvertently will help you break up with the person because it is a safer place, it's, it's, it's more clear cut, it's more, uh, I don't know how else to say, it's just a, it's a more, uh, when you're the same communication issues you're gonna have in the relationship, you're not gonna have them in therapy because there's a third party there who's refereeing, for lack of a better term, um, and translating what each person is saying. Got it. Um, thank you so much. Wow, I feel like I'm learning a lot. I've actually done a few um, couples counseling sessions, but um, I have never uh, really specialized in that. That's more of a new thing for me, and I really enjoy it. I really like it. Um, and I, I find it very rewarding when they leave with this new sense of hope um, in their relationship. And so I want to ask you the million-dollar question, Ben. Why did you become a therapist? 
<clears throat> excuse me um i like my story because i'm a person who likes to try things so for example um growing up i had several different uh jobs and i say jobs because they were just that a means to an end um i had one job in particular where i worked for the city of miami and it put me into a position where i was helping people um get their license back mm -hmm. so I would have people, you know, people that lost their license due to uh, various reasons, either innocent or not so innocent, they would all come to me and my department um, with their handout, and they were desperate because, of course, you need your license for everything. Um, and seeing that, not the desperation, but the really the willingness to do what needs to be done, and then helping that person get that was really fulfilling. So as opposed to having a job where... I was selling cars or I was uh, moving tapes, which I used to work for a company that we, we dealt with show TV shows and stuff like that. It wasn't as fulfilling as impacting somebody's life. So I have my bachelor's in business management. I had jobs in business. They were not fulfilling. So I went back to school for psychology because that's what really, really interested me. I don't like to wake up to go to a job. I want to make a difference. It sounds corny, but that's that's literally what I wanted to do because it's, it's more fulfilling than, I don't know, editing a tape or something like that, which I, I've done. Um, so that's, that's the main reason. I remember a, a professor in school telling me that they would ask that question and they say, and don't say to help people because everybody wants to help people. But that was my answer. That was my answer. And I think that's the only answer in this yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so out of curiosity, what services are you currently providing at this time? I work with an agency, and within this agency, we deal mostly with children. I've been with this agency for over eight years, and I've seen hundreds of children and their families. Um, I, I work in the school system, so I, I have a close relationship with several schools in the Broward County area. Um, I recently opened my own practice, Total Family Solutions, and in this practice, I will be focusing on marriage and family with a special focus on men's issues as well as first responders. Um, again, and first responders, police, doctors, nurses, fire department, fire personnel, paramedics, etc. their job is pressure-packed as it is. Now, just like with everything else in this world, it's even more pressure packed. And I believe that they're going to be needing more therapy, more help, more shoulders to lean on, more ears, everything, um, because their job is just not easy. And, and again, I know several firemen and police personally, and the stories they share with me are, are very scary. And they need, they need to let that out. Wow, so I'm sure you've heard some traumatizing stuff from... Yes, very much so. Um, people in law enforcement yeah, and fire. Yeah. fire it, it, it reminds me, um, not to age myself, but when the, <laughs> when, the, when the AIDS epidemic began, I remember hearing stories of uh, firemen and, and paramedics being afraid of contracting the disease through blood. Wow. And it reminds me of that because you, no matter what you're wearing, no matter how safe you are, Somehow, if you if you were to get sick, it kind of puts your life at, at, at a standstill. Yeah. And again, with the unemployment the way it is, the way the economy is, 
for most of us, um, you can't be at a standstill. You have to work, you yeah. have to produce, you have to help people. You're in this profession to help people. You don't want to be stuck at home, sick. How are you feeling about telehealth versus uh, live therapy? I know that a lot of us are doing telehealth now as a result of the <coughs> pandemic and whatnot with COVID and you know for safety uh, measures. And so how do you feel about that? Telehealth, I won't lie, at first I was not a fan. Um, we've all done um, Skype calls in the past for various reasons. Nothing against it, but uh, like I mentioned earlier, when you do a face-to-face -face session, there's a lot of physical cues that you feed off of, and that really helps. So I've since gotten used to it. Um, I do like the fact that you can help your 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 range of your reach is not as limited so i can right. see somebody in new york or texas or minnesota or wherever through zoom if they if they choose me as a therapist um and with adults it does work with children not so much I, i'll be honest with that because children i deal with a lot of kids with adhd and if i'm not in the room with them there's just no way that they're going to focus especially i mean if they're seeing a therapist for adhd that means their parents don't really have the control over them so right. even if their parent is next to them it doesn't make a difference so mm -hmm. the short answer is yes i do like it now but at first i did not like it i really really want to relate to you on the seeing adhd kids on telehealth it is very challenging yes um and like you said i love that point you made about the parents not necessarily having control which is why they're seeking the service um it's very very challenging do you feel that there needs to be a lot of parent involvement as it relates to adhd clients ADHD kids under the age of 10 is all parent work. I, I deal with a protocol called PMT, Parent Management Training, and although parents are not a fan of this, that's the only thing that works. Mm. Um, I'm not a big proponent of medication, although with some kids it's necessary. That was going to be my next yeah. question you read in my mind. It's definitely necessary, but not all kids. But unfortunately, if you follow me on Instagram, you will see my, I have a very strong opinion about that because I've dealt with hundreds of families and parents, most, a lot of parents don't want to put in the work. So I see the child once a week, maybe twice a week. You're with the child the other however many hours of the day. You have to put in the work. So I go in and I try to train, for lack of a better term, the parent on how to deal, how to respond to certain behaviors, how to uh, model certain behaviors, how to ignore certain behaviors, and either they do it or they don't. I'm only there to provide the information, what's tried and true, and what works, and what's proven to work, and that's all I can do. I'm so glad you said that. I thought I was the only one that felt that way. Awesome. No, we all do. Trust me. It's nice to have a therapist that can uh, relate to my strife here. Um, it's difficult. Like you said, the parent needs to do a lot of work and, and we only see the child once or twice a week. So we're limited in what we can do. We're not magicians. Um, so thank you for that. What is your approach to children versus teens versus adults? Do you have um, a different approach to each? Do you sort of utilize the same approach? What What do you do? What's your go-to? We were talking about this earlier and what I, I always open up therapy with whoever child teen adult senior i'm not a by the book therapist um, nowadays with the agency that i work for protocols are being 
shoved down our throats. And I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I like to respond to the person as an individual. And yes, certain protocols will work, but it doesn't work, for, it doesn't work across the board. So I open up with that. So in a way, I do treat them the same, but at the same time, I, I treat them as an individual because I'm not going to ram facts down your throat. I'm not going to say, well, statistics this, statistics that. I'm going to deal with the problem at hand, and we're going to figure out a way together of how to fix it. Awesome. Um, ben, would you like to share your Instagram handle so people can follow you? <laughs> Instagram, Total Family Solutions, LLC. Um, Facebook is the same. My website is totalfamsolutions.com. Um, my email is therapybyben at gmail. So you can reach me on through any of those avenues. Um, my website is fairly new. This is a new venture for myself. There were some benefits to um, the quarantine because it made me focus on branching out and trying to help as many people as I could. So excited so for I you. Did that. Thank you very much. You've been a very big support. Oh my gosh. Well, I have one final question and then we can wrap up. What do you think is the difference between, and I, and I want to go ahead and say we're referring to you know, stereotypical um, men and women were not referring to at this time anyone in the LGBTQ plus community, no non-binary folks or anything like that, although that will be a future episode because that is important. Um, as it relates to men and women, what do you think are the different challenges that each of them face respectively? What, what, makes, what makes it difficult for women and what makes it difficult for men? That's a great question, Ali. Um, <laughs> um, one of the reasons that I want to focus on men's issues, maybe it'll be a one-sided answer because that's what I deal with, mm -hmm. but I will answer the feminine side as well. Men's issues have, in my opinion, been long neglected yeah. um, by society, by men themselves. Um, my generation has a lot of single mothers, um, so raising boys was not easy. They lacked a uh, uh, paternal figure, a male role model. So a lot of the ways of being a man, which it may sound like a stereotypical thing to say, but there's a lot of lost men. Men feel as if they cannot express themselves and they will be seen by society uh, as weak or needy or not manly. Yep. When in fact, you need an avenue to, to express yourself. You need to let that out because then the other side of being a man, which society already pushes you to be aggressive, to be overly emotional, to be angry and violent, that side comes out. Um, so I think that's a, a lot of pressure on men. It's getting better, um, but we have a long way to go with that. Now, as far as females, I think the opposite of that is true, whereas society has assign roles to men and women and although a lot of people try to be very um how do i say it i'm, I'm at a loss for words right now they want to be current they want to be progressive new, progressive there you go okay got you family um they want to be progressive i think that those roles and those stereotypes still exist so and then for i'll give you an example if you were to see a female, a woman, a girl 
being a little uh, boisterous or a little demanding or a little loud, society as a whole would look at that person as a negative. Right. When in fact they're just expressing themselves and they feel they need to be loud because nobody's listening still. So that's still a challenge for women in my opinion. And I think that uh, it's changing, but slowly. Um, so that's the difference. But again, I'm trying to fill the void for men's issues. Um, not because I don't know how to deal with the female population, but because I think we just need more um, allies in the, in the mental field, mental health field, focusing on men because we cannot continue to have this going on where men are just basically lost trying to figure out, trying to fill the void in their life with unpopular things or negative things or nonsense, to be quite honest with you. We need to find a way of growing families and being there for your family and for your friends and being able to express yourself because it goes back to communication as always and once you do that everything kind of works out for itself wow well thank you ben i really do agree that men are underrepresented and i i love that you get to represent them i think you're great i've told you that before i think you're awesome thank you and i'm really grateful to be in this field with you and hope that together we can do some great work out there appreciate it. i look forward to it me too so that's a wrap for us. I'm glad that you guys got to know Ben. If you have any questions, you know what to do. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me. Hope everyone has a happy holiday season. Catch you next time.